Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. Ladies and gentlemen, wait, wait, wait. This is some transition. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Simon Rissett as he preaches today. Going from that holy moment to that ridiculous moment. Actually, uh, yeah, it's um, just had someone come down. I think it's ever happened to me in uh, how long? I've been here 20 years and uh, been in ministry 25 years full time and uh, just had someone come down and just wanted to express their thanks. They just they were going to another church on their way to another church. They, uh, that wasn't happening how they uh, hoped or desired. They saw our building, they saw the Church of Christ and they thought, let's go in there. Uh, they're not used to that tradition, they're not used to the heritage, uh, families just moved up here, so let me give a breath, and, um, and uh, just really grateful for the prayer that Glenda offered, the words that have been spoken, and just really felt the presence of God welcoming them. Um, so that was just a beautiful uh, moment and experience, and we're grateful for that, and we're grateful for God's presence in that. Um, we're going to be jumping around the scriptures a little bit today. I've got them on the screen. You might just like to write them down. Otherwise, they are on the uh, version as well. And uh, oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so they are on the version Bible app. If you don't have that, Bible.com, I think it is. And you can uh, look up the Horsham Church of Christ event and follow that through and uh, have the scriptures there. Take your own notes. Um, and we hope that you would take your own notes, examine it and challenge it and question it, enter into conversations with it. I was listening to a uh, podcast, ABC Conversations. Uh, Richard Filer does interviews with a wide range of people. He was interviewing a man by the name of Steve Kalila, Kalila I think his, his name was. And Steve Kalila has had this uh, enormous wealth of experience. He's made a lot of money. Uh, and in making a lot of money, he's had a real passion and a heart to serve particularly the poorer nations and the poorer people in our world. And as a part of that, and a part of the skills that he developed as a computer program as well, he's um, actually developed what's called the Global Peace Index. And the nations, according to uh, 23 indicators, scale of one to five, uh, war, militarization, um, poverty, uh, scale of income, all those kind of things uh, has ranked the countries in terms of their peaceability. How peaceful are these countries? Um, And it's a whole lot of conversation which was really fascinating. Uh, But what he talked about particularly was the country of Iceland. Has anyone been to Iceland here? No? Okay. All right. Just everyone's going to Iceland. Why would you go to Iceland? I don't know either, but I was just wondering. Um, So Iceland apparently has not had a major conflict for close to a thousand years. No conflict for close to a thousand years in their history as a nation. Uh, They haven't had, and I don't quite understand the language around it and probably won't explain it very well, but they haven't had um, a, um, uh, a central government for a long period of time. <laughs> That's a fascinating concept, isn't it? 
Um, but what they used, so what they used to do, and this is up until 30 years ago, so I'm not sure of the timing or the history, but up until 30 years ago, the people of Iceland would gather in the centre of their nation. And apparently it's at two tectonic plates. Tectonic plates being where earthquakes happen, yeah? Is that right? Yep. Um, and apparently this is, a, and I don't know if this is a photo of that, but Iceland has the two most visible uh, tectonic plates that you can actually see in the world. This is a picture of Iceland tectonic plates. I don't know if this is where this nation, they kind of gathered together at some point. Some of the photos of these tectonic plates are astonishing, just incredible uh, what there's discovered. But this, this community, this nation would gather together and formulate their rules, formulate their guidelines, their, their framework for the way in which they would live. And as one of these significant rules was that um, they, they had to create an agreed way of life. And up until about 30 years ago, because of the barren nature of Iceland, because of how cold Iceland uh, would become, if you were s- somehow wandering through the countryside and you found yourself in the middle of a storm, freezing cold, uncertain of where you were, you could simply walk into the closest house, put the heater on, make yourself a cuppa and dry off, even if the owner wasn't home. Some people are going, oh, I thought that'd be a bit more kind of a well thing for you, but yeah, it kind of blew me away. So maybe I'm just living in my own little world here. Now, what an, what an astonishing kind of rule. Now, the thought that came out of that was, can you imagine moving from Australia where you, we, we have earned our house? We make sure, does everyone still lock their doors? Does everyone lock their doors when you leave the house? Some people lock the doors when they're in the house. Um, we have an incredible guard dog that barks when people come. Um, it's another story. Um, but, uh, but can you imagine being in Australia where we've got our clearly defined boundaries, our clearly defined property? We can even show the piece of paper that says this is our property. And you move to Iceland and you go out, I don't know, do the groceries, have a coffee, and you come home and some random stranger has just rocked up to your house and had a cuppa with their feet up, just warming up. That would just blow your mind, wouldn't it? That would just unsettle you. And I guess that's part of the reflection that I had as we kind of make our way back into uh, a fully operating community and society. Because what I'm mindful of over the last couple of years is that there's a number of people who have been watching our services online throughout the region, throughout the country even. I'm not sure if there's anyone watching internationally anymore. I don't know what's happened. Um, You know, we we don't really... uh, not really sure how to structure that at the moment. We're working a lot of that out as we go. Um, But also there's a number of people who have come into the life and ministry of the Horsham Church of Christ over the last couple of years who have just felt this need to return to some kind of exploration of faith or discovery or community again. 
And so what I, what I felt like as we started this year again, as the next five weeks, is we needed to kind of give a frame of reference again. Maybe you've been coming to the Horsham Church of Christ for a long period of time and you've kind of just got into a groove and maybe you've forgotten some stuff or maybe we've changed some language. It's important to recover that and understand what our, some of our processes are and some of our healthy pathways are. And that, that's essentially the question that we want to explore over the next few weeks. As much as we talk about some of the language that we want to hold, the framework, the agreed way of life, it's also, and most significantly, what does it look like to be making healthy disciples or followers of Jesus? And how can we best facilitate this? How can we best facilitate this, encourage this, inspire this, and talk about this? What's the language that we can use? Over the last few years, we've used this text from John 13 as our foundation point, as one that we come back to. A new command I give you, Jesus says, love one another. Pretty straightforward, full stop, pretty clear. As I have loved you, as I have loved you. We've been just reminded of the power and the demonstration of the love of Jesus. <laughs> love one another. <laughs> no worries, Jesus. As I have loved you. Oy, hey. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, my learners, the ones who follow my way, the ones who are learning from me, if you love one another. This is essentially our foundation text. Um, and over the next few weeks, we want to explore the ripple effect of being in relationship with Jesus and with one another. I think ripples explain and give a great picture of the impact of a faith-filled, Jesus-following community. Um, some of the language that we're going to talk about over the next few weeks helps us administratively, but we don't want to become stagnant or static or formulaic or dogmatic, um, but we um, want to grow and help people grow in our personal faith and in the way that we participate in the community. So, and we want to invite you, all of us, me, leadership, us to think about what does it look like for me to be casting a ripple in the local community. Ripples, of course, change the surface. Yeah, You don't have to put a very big stone in the water for the water to shift and change. And I know scientifically we probably see ripples go out and there is a sense of that, but I think in terms of water movement and ripples, like there also has to be a coming back into. And into, into what? Well, I think our logo explains that. So our, you know, some of you have heard this, I understand that. Not everyone has. So our logo highlights several things for us. Firstly, we are not on our own. If you look up Churches of Christ in Big Taz, you would find... That logo, the cross with the people, the head, um, this is meant to be, of course, the cross of Jesus. This is the people of Jesus. And you would find that finished off into a neat point down the bottom. And that would be the Churches of Christ. I should have had it up as well. I might do it next week. Uh, the Churches of Christ logo in Vic Taz. Very simple. 
It is, about the fo- it is about the people of Jesus following Jesus in all of our ways. And we are part of what we call the movement of Churches of Christ. Uh, Churches of Christ was essentially, essentially founded on two things um, about 200 years ago, baptism and gathering around the table together to remember Jesus. They were the two significant New Testament things that people kind of grabbed a hold of. Um, from that... <clears throat> We wanted to indicate uh, several things for us. Firstly, the ripples or the water indicates a local connection with uh, the river, the people of Horsham. But we want to indicate that as we uh, belong to the movement of called Churches of Christ, we more significantly and primarily belong as people of Jesus. Follow me so far? Okay. So, um, and because we belong to the churches, but because we belong to the churches of Christ, there are guidelines, there are codes, there's accreditation policies that we all have to follow. And we all know more and more now, there's a whole lot of things that we have to do that are legal requirements. There's just no avoiding that. Just that's what it is. Um, But we want to worship God, remembering the life, death and resurrection of Jesus and seek the filling and indwelling, which is what Jared tried to lead us in today and and did lead us in, sorry, uh, in this morning with uh, the team who have done it so beautifully in terms of worship and prayer as well. The indwelling and the revelation of the Holy Spirit. You know those thoughts that you had that might have been just God saying to you, have you done something with this yet? You know, as we sat there in silence and some of us started to twiddle our thumbs and get a bit awkward, but maybe you had a name come to mind, maybe you had a behaviour come to mind, maybe you had a, a challenge come to mind, maybe there's something that you've been wrestling with that came to mind. They were, could that be the whisper of God saying, will you bring this to me? The indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It is about the receiving of Jesus And once we receive Jesus and once we have the Spirit speak to us, we go out. We go out, we move out from there, and we're transforming our community in the name of Jesus. As we are transformed, John 13, 34, a new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. Now love one another. As I have loved you, now love one another. Go out, ripple out. And we want to, some of the language that we have is around being present. That is to be people of peace, actively engaged and participating in our community. We want to be authentic. That is entering into meaningful conversations with people. And it might not necessarily be what's meaningful to you or what's important to you, but as we are people of peace in our workplaces, we hear the stories, we hear the conversations, we hear what's important to other people in our neighbourhoods, in our community groups, whatever it might be, and we begin to shape and speak life into those things. And we seek to be courageous, beginning to share our encounter and witness of Jesus as we are generous, actively expressing the love of Jesus as stewards of the Father's resources. What does this look like as a practical expression? I know it's a fairly big, significant overview. But what does it look like as a practical expression? The first step that we want to invite you to take is to consider, and many of us have, And some of you sitting here today, perhaps this is your first time, I've heard a story from someone who's here for the first time today. 
But as you share your name, as you fill in the details on the contact card on our website, we get your details, we begin to connect you into community. Um, that's essentially what we want to do. We want to invite you to come and see. This is how Jesus, this is how the story of Jesus unfolds in John chapter 1. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. And when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. John became witness to Jesus. John had those who were learning from him. And the first thing that he did when he recognized Jesus was said, there he is. Recognize him. This is the one I've been telling you about. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? And they said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. No greater expectation than that. Just come and have a look. Let's, let's see where this takes us. So they went and saw where he was staying and they spent the day with him. <laughs> it's such a good image. And I just think this is the basis of imitation and community. And look, maybe... You've been invited in different ways sitting here today. Maybe you're invited because um, you, you were changing churches or perhaps you were sick of church and someone said, look, just come and experience what's happening for us. You, know, you might have left church for 10 years, 50 years, 20 years. Maybe you grew up in the church, got sick of it, maybe it didn't mean anything. But someone said, why don't you come and check out who we are? Come and see. Come and see who we are, what we talk about how we reflect on life. Come and see. Maybe you've just moved towns and you've come to see. Maybe you've been invited to a service or maybe you're invited to mainly music or crafty friends or upper class, our seniors ministry. Maybe you were invited to um, uh, come along because our, our, our River Kids, our ministry to primary school students, which starts on May First, is that, is that the right? March 1st, sorry, not that late, not May. We'll hear more about details about that. River Youth, you, maybe you're invited to River Youth, which starts again this Friday night for grade six upwards. Um, so maybe you're invited to that. You were just invited, just come and see. Just come and see. Doesn't have to be a great big burden. Just come and see. Just come and explore it with me. And you came to see and you felt safe and you came back. Perhaps you appreciated the conversation. Perhaps you appreciated the worship. Perhaps you appreciated that someone took a bit extra time for you. Perhaps you even appreciated that you were left alone. We all know people and have met people. They don't like hanging around for conversation, but they were given the time and the space. And they, were, if they didn't want to have a conversation. They were given that time. They just wanted to come and see. Introverts are saying, oh, thank goodness. Um, but someone invited you to come because of the relationship you shared and you were feeling, or maybe you were feeling isolated and stuck and you just felt like something had to shift. And because of a conversation or relationship you had with someone at some point, and maybe you've heard about Jesus and dismissed him or maybe you've passionately been serving Jesus or maybe you've just kind of drifted away. 
But now you're feeling this sense, I'm hungry to know more. I need to know more. There's got to be something more than what I'm experiencing at the moment. So you're just here today or in any other activities or ministries to come and see. Initially, stepping into the community of the Horsham Church of Christ is simply about coming to see. And over the next few weeks, we want to explore the ripple effect of going deeper into relationship with Jesus, but also with one another. The starting place, community. This is community, an expression of community. It's not the only community. It might be a life group that you get invited into. It might be two or three or four who gather and just want to pray and read the Bible together and challenge each other and confess sins with one another and and keep each other accountable. That's an expression of community. And as we grow and mature, we become committed followers of Jesus. We become people in covenant. We become core leaders and we are commissioned to keep going out, which we'll unpack over the next few weeks. So let me, But let me make a few comments about community. If you look out the history of Israel, look out the history of the people of God, we've said this numerous times if you've been around the church for any length of time, God initially calls people out of slavery, out of bondage, out of fear, and he blesses them. But he doesn't bless them so they can just sit around, pat themselves on the back and say, look how wonderful we are that God saves us. God blesses them so that they can then go out and bless others. Yeah. If you've been around the church, if you read your Bible for any length of time, we would know that. We understand that. The implications and the practice of that are slightly more difficult, aren't they? You want me to bless them? You want me to bless that person? Come on. Oh, hang on. Love one another as I have loved you. Which essentially Jesus is saying to die to the flesh things, to the selfish things, to the things of pride, to the things that we hoard and protect and hold on to. Die to that so that you can live in freedom and then freedom becomes a blessing. The Greek word for the church is ecclesia. Ecclesia essentially means those who are called out and those who are gathered together. In the, in the New Testament, it was those who are called out of the challenges and the upheaval, those who are called out of your, you're called out of the ordinary everyday experiences. You're called out of the ordinary everyday challenges. You're called out of the ordinary everyday disappointing, heartbreaking frustrations. And we are called to gather together as like-minded people. And what makes us the like-minded people? Jesus. With a desire to follow, serve, worship, honour, commit to, and walk in the ways of Jesus. Do you know what we have in common? We all got up this morning. There's your first thing. Hands up if you don't have to worry about paying bills. You don't pay any bills. Oh, Pam does it. <sighs> yeah. Tough crowd. I can only see half their faces and people want to... And, um, oh, I've forgotten the word. doesn't matter. Heckle me. Heckle me. Um, 
something in common. We all have to worry about paying bills. Hands up if, um, hands up if you've experienced heartache, disappointment, frustration. Some of us are going, <laughs> Something else in common. Hands up if you've experienced some sense of joy and celebration and thanksgiving. And oh, some of you come and talk to me later. Like, let's. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we've got something else in common. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hands up if you're breathing. <laughs> hands up if you're awake. Some of you still got your arms crossed. It's concerning me. There are things that we have in common. And one of the challenges, particularly now, and this is why I felt like this series was so important, and as we seek to go deeper in 2022, one of the challenges in all of life is that whatever hardship and struggle and disappointment and heartbreak we go through, we are feel like we're the only ones who have ever gone through it. And sadly... And let me say this along with that. Sadly, disappointingly, the church has not always been very good at sitting with it either. But we could be if we had love for one another, as Jesus did. Don't you think? So the word ecclesia, it's recognising a local and global significance. It is an expression of a body. In Ephesians chapter 4, um, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work and we've got a significant challenge the church has been significantly challenged pre-covid we've been told for the last 10 15 years the church is dying and we've got a significant challenge now because of covid to say well what does it look like now to be the church and how do we recover some of this kind of dynamic about it this is one expression this is not the only expression it is one expression of it do I think it is important? Yes. Not only because this is my calling, not only because I am paid for it, not only because I have the blessing of being called the minister here um, and the opportunity to be called one of the ministers here, but I think it's important because I think throughout Scripture we are called out of the ordinary everyday challenges and struggles to remind one another and to cheer one another on as a faith-filled community so that we can then go out again and drop those ripples all over our community. We can go out with a new perspective, a light-filled perspective, a hope-filled perspective. Even if all our problems aren't solved. So we are a body and we are also a family. Um, in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 11, both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. What a beautiful gift for those who are made holy in Christ because we allow Christ, because we commit to following Jesus. He calls us brothers and 
sisters, his family. We can find community in plenty of places and there'd be people who would argue with me and say, well, the service groups do it, sporting clubs do it, interest groups, they all do it. Yes, they do. No doubt about it. But the church, the ecclesia, are brought together by Christ, in Christ, for the glory of God. And that's what must distinguish the church And doesn't the world need it? Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. It's a frustrating word, isn't it? Just keeps coming up. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all. And in all. And I want to invite you in this season, we need to choose to reconnect, engage again as a community because we have withdrawn. And I understand, believe me, I do understand. We're all suffering a high level of exhaustion. There's a high, I, I, I walk down the street sometimes and I can feel this angst and this anxiety in the air. The last 12 months, we've seen division like we haven't seen, I don't know how many years it'll be. So my question in this community, what would it look like to be a community, that is a called out community, we've taken this time aside, which I think is an important and vital time, to draw aside from the ordinary every day, and yet it's hard yakka. If you're a young parent, yep, it's hard yakka. Maybe you're a bit older now and it's just harder to get up by 10 o'clock in the morning. Yep, I get that. Well, maybe not quite. Um, I've, I've walked away from my family to come and be a part of this and see my own wife and my own family struggle with being here. Because it's hard. It costs us something. Being community costs us something. It's sacrificial. Love one another. Oh, really? As I have loved you. <laughs> I'm not putting too fine a point on it. So yes, exhaustion, anger, anxiety. Can I please implore, declare that we need a people who are called out, the ecclesia, to again declare the hope of Jesus. Do we understand everything? No. Hands up if you understand the science, every ounce of science in the last two years. No. Do you understand every decision that the government's made in the last two years? No. Some of you haven't agreed with the decisions that we've made in the last two years. Fair enough. But can we agree on declaring the hope of Jesus again? Can we agree on declaring that this is actually about me? This is actually again about coming back and being filled by the person of Jesus and saying, Jesus, what is it in my life 
that you want to bless, that needs to change, that I need to have put to death, identifying with you in death so that I might again be raised to life and be the person who casts a bit of light or drops a stone that causes a ripple in my workplace, in my home, in my neighbourhood, even in the community as we go out from this place, that I might just drop something that would stir a change and invite a response. This is the ripple effect. This is an invitation to go deeper in community. Let me give you some examples of how the New Testament... We, we talk about the New Testament church a lot. We, you know, the Church of Christ, we're a New Testament church. Okay, here we go. This is what community looks like. You ready for this? I don't know if you are or not. Acts chapter 4, we hear this a lot. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed any of their possessions. Some of you are saying, well, go and live in Iceland. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything that they had. I read that verse and it makes me cringe. That's one expression of community. In the first place, I hear in uh, Paul writes to the Corinthian church, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you. And to some extent, I believe it. No doubt there have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. Hey, we can disagree. No. You're kidding. You can hold a different opinion to me. You can experience Jesus different to me. But the task in that is not to be at odds at each other, but to love one another and to work out what God's way is. This is fun, isn't it? Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you say the day approaching. Now, as some in the habit of doing, but they had an excuse, some of these people. You read Hebrews. You know, some people are being sawn in two, some people are being whipped, some people are being crucified, some people are being burnt at the stake. That's probably a reasonable excuse to stop gathering together, isn't it? How will the church have any bearing on our community again if we're not willing to make a sacrifice for the community? Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, as First Thessalonians, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. And then just to top it all off, this is the New Testament church, incidentally. And just to top it all off, you're ready for the piece of the resistance. I'm not sure that you are. James chapter 5. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. What kind of community do we want to be?
We could, I suppose, just be like the footy clubs, the service groups, the interest groups. We just seek to entertain, make each other feel good. Or we can invite people to discover the heart and the promise, the hope of knowing Jesus. It's not very easy, is it? Community's hard. But I think a faith community, as we work it out, there's going to be mistakes, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be disappointments and frustrations. But community starts with a come and see, but it is also the invitation to go deeper. And can I, can I say, it's, it's not always being at the same depth. Like some people are, have played around, you know, you've, you've done the same thing for a lot of years and you've played around in the shallow water and, you, and you've just sat and you've paddled around and you've kind of seen people out there, but, you know, it's just safe here. And you're just missing out on so much that God might have in store for you. And, you know, you might have taken a few steps, but, you know, a wave knocked you over, you know, someone knocked you flat and you've just kind of come back because, you know, I know this space. On the other hand, maybe you're just so deep in your faith and you're so overwhelmed by the Spirit and you're so full of the Spirit and you're so passionate about the Spirit, you know the Bible inside out and you're kind of just out here with the glory of God, which is a beautiful thing to experience and be, but you've kind of forgotten people. See, every now and then we've got to come back in. And we might have to sit with someone here. Let me love you. How can I pray for you? How can I cheer you on? How can I encourage you? Wade with me. Trust me. Let's trust Jesus together. Let me show you what I've learned. Let me reveal to you what God's revealed to me. Come and see. Come and see. And being his people so that we are transformed and as we are transformed, we are transforming the community in the name of Jesus. Father, we want to thank you for your love for us. We want to thank you for your power. We want to thank you for your revelation. We want to thank you for your heart. We want to thank you for your sacrifice. We want to invite people. We want people to see more of you, Father. We want people to know Jesus and be filled by Jesus and be changed by Jesus, to be healed by Jesus, to be overwhelmed by Jesus. And that causes... Um, a transformation in me. I want to know more of you. And as I'm changed, Father, that you might be changing me and other people would experience your light and want to come and see what's happening, have conversations with me and with us, Father, about what it looks like to be part of your community, part of your people, a part of your body that brings hope and healing and promise and restoration to this world. Holy Spirit, may we know your love. May we live according to the ways of your love. And as our team lead us in our closing song, I just want to invite you, if you need prayer, if you want to respond in some way, you can either come and see me during that song and we'll just sit and enjoy the worship, that song together and be ministered to together and then we can pray together. But maybe there's someone that you trust. Maybe there's someone you want to go and have a conversation with about this. Hey, I've seen you grow and mature. Can you help me? Or maybe someones you've been sitting here and you're that person who's out in the depths but someone's been placed on your mind. Go and follow them up. Just say good day. Pray for them. Invite them to come and see more. 
May we be a community of faith, a community of hope, a community of um, sharing and openness and restoration. May we be a community that declares the hope of the world through Jesus Christ.